When interviewing candidates, do you know the perfect question to ask in every interview? Our guest has one. Join us today as we chat with Frizan Demobed with Lotus Sustainables about why he started his business and ultimately turned it into a B Corps and went through the B Corps certification and what he has gotten by doing that, including 1,400 applicants for one of the top positions that have most people really struggle with hiring. Welcome, Fazad, to How I Turned the Corner. I'm so excited to talk with you today because I love your mission. I love that you're a B Corp, and I really can't wait to hear more about your team. So before we get into your interviewing process and your favorite question, though, tell us a little bit more about Lotus Sustainables. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, you know, we're more of a mission than a company. We're on a mission to eliminate plastic from shopping. So we started this company to help uh, give people um, real tools uh, in shopping to help eliminate plastic waste. Uh, I love it. It's been an awesome journey. We've helped eliminate over 4 billion plastic bags as of today. And uh, we can't wait to do more. Mm, I love it. I love your bags. So I was one of the early pioneers back in like the mid nineties for having canvas bags. I was that person who had their canvas bags before they were a thing. <laughs> and so I'm so much about what you guys do. I love it. So your bags are amazing because they sit in the carts and they help you get organized. Your website does a great job describing it, but you also have a lot of influence on, on Amazon as well. Is that yep. correct? So we yep. created an all-in-one system, right? We wanted to take all those pesky reusable bags and single-use bags and create one system that solved all your problems. So that's what we did with the Lotus trolley bags, and it became a bestseller on Amazon. And we sold out six months of inventory in 13 days, and uh, it's just been an amazing uh, just an amazing journey since. And then we got into reusable produce bags to help reduce uh, plastic waste in the produce section, and those have just... Uh, surpassed all our expectations. So now we're in 15,000 stores nationwide and helping give retailers a tool to help eliminate plastic waste in their produce section. Yeah, that's so great. Well, so now tell us about your team and the, you know, the people that you have on your team. Yeah, you know, we're obviously a very mission focused company and culture is huge for us. Um, really bringing in people that care about the cause, care about the mission, I think it's so important, more important than any skill set. We can teach skill set, but we can't teach passion the same way. So uh, bringing in people that genuinely care about what you're doing, I think is so important, not just for us, but any business um, and making sure you really ask questions to help uh, bring people into the fold of what you're really doing is uh, has been key for us. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So tell us, what is your question that you love to ask in interviews? You know, we have lots of questions, obviously, but one of the things I love to ask is, what do you love doing? You know, what in, in your category do you love doing? Because if they love doing it, they're going to do a great job at it. And if they um, don't necessarily love it, you know, just like you and me, we're not going to do as good of a job on it. So I really want to drill down to where is their passion around that and what makes them tick? Um, and then craft a position that really, you know, being in a startup, we have the opportunity, we have so many different roles that we can fill and mold roles to the people's skill set. And that's been fantastic for us. You know, there's several people in our company that have touched and been able to do almost every role. And they've really been able to zone in on what they are best at. And we can see that when somebody lights up, 
and does something they're passionate about and enjoys, um, we can notice that. And, and it's amazing. It's amazing. So really not putting people in a box and just, you know, getting to the core of what uh, they want to do. Yeah. And I, th- I think the, if I were even to, to kind of tease that out a little bit more, I think we oftentimes confuse uh, a skill set with a strength. But when you ask someone what they really love to do, you're getting to that core. Like, what is their true strength? Because if you, you can have a skill in something, like I was a software engineer, I had it as a skill, but it wasn't a strength of mine. It wasn't my strength to sit down on a 40 hour work week and program. So I had, I could do it, but for maybe like five or six hours (laughs) a week, (laughs) which wasn't what they hired me to do. Right. So Totally. We don't like asking what's your weakness. We like asking, what do you not love to do? You know, what are the areas which you wish somebody else was taking care of uh, in your last job? You know, and then you really understand how do they tick? What makes them motivated? Um, And then, you know, oftentimes there are other people you can put those tasks on um, if it's really something they want to avoid. Yeah. That's important knowledge to have. Mm-hmm. And then you get cross-training too. When you've got people who can do multiple things inside the organization, someone who's been able to move around a little bit and experience different pieces as they're maybe discovering what their what their uh, passions truly are. Absolutely. So how many people do you have on the team? So we have about 12 people right now. And then we have um, a series of consultants also. So we've kind of grown to about 15, 16 and kind of brought it back, which has just been better for us. Yeah. You know, bigger is not always better. Um, our team's super passionate. Everybody is really honed in on their craft and it's worked out really well. We're a very flat organization and that's how we love it. Um, everybody should be able to call anybody else up on the team and ask for support or chat about strategies, including myself, the CEO, and um, you know, we really promote that, that kind of communication goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So t- when did you go on the B, the B Corp journey? Yeah, we started the B Corp a couple of years ago. It took us almost a year and a half, which is pretty typical for a B Corp certification. Now it's almost a year and a half to two years. Um, very extensive process, which makes you appreciate, you know, other B Corps even more. Um, but yeah, that was last year. We're very proud of that. And it's been an exciting journey networking and being with other B Corps that really, truly walk the walk. Um, It's one of those certifications you can't just get by. Uh, They really go into every little bit of detail, uh, which really it's, it's, it's valuable, right? Like that's, that's what makes the B Corp valuable. And that's why, you know, the people that are and the companies that are B Corps really walk the walk Mm -hmm. Um, and they are all about change and, and bringing people into the fold that uh, truly care about creating that kind of change mm-hmm, for sure differently. Yeah. So what do you, what, what made you go down that path? I mean, I, I obviously in the sustainability space, it's important with what they're with what B Corp stands for, but what, what were the, what were other reasons that you wanted to pursue that? You know, I think it's uh, really putting um, everything we're about out there to really test and show everybody that, hey, we really do care about this. We really are walking the walk. We really want to better ourselves. You know, when you go through the B Corp process, there's several areas where you learn about 
wow, okay, yes, I didn't think about that, but that is an area we could improve. And that is an area we could have our vendors improve and our partners improve on. So it really was eye-opening, but I'll tell you, being a B Corp really attracts a different kind of audience uh, when you go out to try to recruit. People understand what B Corp stand for these days. You know, I'll give you an example. We posted for a marketing um, director role um, the other week. And within a week, we got 1,400 applicants. Oh, my goodness. 1,400. You know, we didn't even know how to go about that. You know, we had to take the listing down. But it was interesting just to see when you really have a, a proper mission and you really are a B Corp that stands for good and you offer your employees flexibility and remote work. Um, you can really bring on the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, at much um, lower salaries than you would think at a normal company, because people genuinely these days want to work for companies doing good, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. And it's time. And I think uh, a lot of the businesses that I work with and talk to, I, I hear from them too often, you know, well, why should I become a B Corp? What's the value of it? And I will say, well, it opens up your recruiting pool significantly because you're standing out above the rest. Um, Have you seen any other advantages outside of just recruiting? Have you noticed differences in the vendors and in the the customers you're coming in? Definitely. You know, we we work with retailers across the country where we sell our produce bags and our Lotus trolley bags. And definitely we stand out because we are a B Corp. They know how stringent that process is. And when you when you are a B Corp, um, you know, at Target, for example, they gave us preferential treatment and um, we really were able to stand out and promote ourselves differently as a B Corp. So I would say it is very advantageous. It is a long process. It is a time consuming process. Um, it took myself and our COO a year and a half. Um, but I think it there's a lot of value to it. You have to be doing it to be genuine though. You can't, you know, I don't recommend it just to be another certification you get on the side. You really have to do it, um, do it to a great extent and stand for good. Use business for good. That should be your motivation. Um, and then there's a there's every, I think, two years you have to reapply. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is not a one time and done process. Um, it really is um a fantastic certification. We highly recommend it. We've learned a lot through the process. Uh, and it's been great to be part of that select group of companies uh, um, as a B Corp. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. We went for the certification back in 2019 and we got to, uh, we were probably 80% there. I look back on it now and I kick myself, but it was such a rough year for us. I had to reprioritize things because we were just I mean, 2020 was bad enough, but 2019 for me was really bad too. And so I had to kind of defocus the effort. And then when 2020 hit, it was like back on the battlegrounds. And so, but it's one of our initiatives also to become a B Corp or to re- to revitalize that um, over the next year. Or so, because yeah. I agree with you, it's a, a very important status and, and certification. So what were some of the things you learned? What were some of the things you were like, wow, we're doing that wrong, or we need to definitely fix that? You know, I think working with your vendors and really like questioning how they operate also. So not necessarily customers, but vendors, your supply chain, your warehouses, you know, your um, 
how you fulfill your products, where you manufacture and how you manufacture, um, you know, brought shine light on your give back, um, really. And then the whole onboarding process, right? The, there was a lot of um, documentation initially, maybe we were missing. And now we're able to bring that in and really legitimize our, our company and our entire recruiting um, process. So it just shines a light on things that entrepreneurs, when you're starting up, you, you don't have time to look at everything, uh, but they've done the hard work to tell you where you should have focus on. And it, you know, it forces you to build that time to, to make those things happen. And, um, you know, we had our COO spend months on, on that and create all the documentation that we need as a company. Um, so it was a great learning experience. I, you know, personally, I recommend it, but you're right. It takes a lot of time and you feel 80% of it, you're there, but that 20%, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot. Um, yeah. and then the, there's a lot of, you know, different companies that help you in that process now too. So you can, uh, you can go out and, um, get support from companies that specifically help in that B Corp process. Mm-hmm. So let's switch gears for a minute then. Um, can you talk a little bit about, or have you have you experienced um, any moments where like, for example, your marketing director that you just posted a couple of weeks ago where you got the 1400 applicants. Did you find that you were getting more applicants that were bought into the mission and less bought into the job? Or did you struggle with that at all? Definitely, you know, mission is so critical for us. And I think a lot of companies in our situation and, you know, my advice to other founders is really lean into the mission. At the end of the day, you're, you're do, you should be doing it for a purpose. Um, and, if, and if you are genuine about that and employees see that, they care about that more than ever, I feel. You know, we're getting applicants that were making a lot more money at other companies coming and taking a down pay um, just to be part of a mission that they're passionate about. You know, we want to talk about the things that we do. You know, you're spending almost majority of your day working in a job that if you're not passionate about, you're just going to, you're not, first of all, going to do as well. You're not going to enjoy your time and you're probably not going to move up and and have more opportunities. So uh, really leaning into the mission has been very important to us. We do that in our job applications and our um, and our listings in a big way. Uh, and the results show, uh, and it could be as low as, you know, a brand ambassador to as high as a marketing director or a COO. I think leaning into the mission is more important than ever. Mm -hmm. So how did you get passionate about this? You know, my wife and I, like so many people, we were just frustrated with, with having too much plastic waste in our house. We just thought there had to be a better way. And California went through a plastic bag ban a few years back, but it really didn't solve the problem. All it did was uh, force us to buy thicker, more wasteful plastic bags that we still forgot at home. So we really set out to solve our own problem. And once we um, did that, you know, it just struck a chord. Um, thousands and thousands of people started writing in and reviewing uh, our Lotus trolley bags, saying how it's completely changed their shopping habits. And the beauty out of that is once you make one change and you see how simple it was, it's so easy, so much easier to make other changes. So now instead of taking a, a plastic jar, you look for a glass jar, right? Instead of something single use, you, 
you're looking at, hey, what's a reusable version of that? And it's really easy if your mindset's around there, but just changing habits um, is something we, we love to do and, and promote. That's it's great. Been an awesome journey. Yeah, no kidding. That's amazing. And so needed. So, I mean, especially with just this, you know, the flotilla of plastic in the Pacific Ocean and it's just a mess. So that's good. And here's good the reality. Work. Recycling doesn't work the way people think. No. Right. Recycling does not work. And then a new stat just came out that 5% of the plastic we put in the recycling bin actually gets recycled. Mm. Think about that for a second. That's that includes awful. all those water bottles, all those jars, all of that plastic. And the other stat I'll tell you is plastic bags are not recyclable. Most mm. people don't know those should not go into the recycling bin. Um, they actually clog up the recycling machines. So every 30 minutes, a recycling plant has to stop the recycling line to pull out the plastic bags. Mm. So think about how destructive that is. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's just terrible. I, th I think everybody should visit a recycling center if you're serious about recycling. So you know what's really going on there because that when I did that, I was like, oh, now I understand why I need to clean out all the jars and <laughs> scoop out all the goop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, we're, we're kind of marketed to by uh, big plastic, but recycling just does not happen the way people wish it would. Uh, yeah. And that's the reality. So, uh, you know, we're all about um, just reusing and reducing. Recycling should be a last, last resort. And outside of cardboard and glass, um, really, plastic does not get recycled. Mm -hmm. ah, so sad. Yeah. Well, so, so back to Lotus then, like what, what's coming up for you for the next year to, to, you know, in two years, what are you guys planning for? So we're excited. We're working with retailers across the country. We just brought on Sprouts to uh, do a big initiative around reusable produce bags. So in all Sprouts soon, you're going to see our Lotus produce bags right by the plastic bag dispenser. So you're going to have an option now to go reusable or plastic, which is exciting. Uh, we're working with Kroger, um, we're working with HEB. So across the country, we're really trying to help give um, customers an option. Um, and reusable produce bags is not something most consumers think about, right? They're so used to just pulling those plastic bags. Um, but someone like Kroger uses over 42 billion plastic bags a year. Mm. So think about that. All mm. that is being used an average of 12 minutes. So there's, you know, such easy ways for us to reduce all that waste by just using something that's reusable, washable. You could store it in your fridge. It's breathable. Um, and it's been exciting just to, you know, create a category. Really, we're educating and creating category around reusable produce bags. And there's a lot more work to be done. So we're excited to get that 4 billion number into 10 billion in the coming years. Yeah. And how does that translate into your staff? Like what do you, what kinds of employees will you be looking for, do you think, in the next couple of years? Yeah, we're definitely growing on the sales side, on the marketing side um, and, uh, you know, logistics as we scale. So it's really important to us to bring in people that are first passionate about the cause, uh, really want to do a good job. Again, I, I don't feel anything that we do is rocket science. It can all be taught if you have the will to learn. Um, and even if you have experience, you know, every business and every startup is going to be a little bit different. So for me as a founder, it's been more important to bring on people with that passion rather than the skill set. 
That's perfect. Well, that's great. Well, I think that's a great place to stop and just thank you so much for your time today. And we're excited for you. We'll check back in with you in the next couple of months and see how things are going. And I just really, really love what you guys are doing. So, so thank you for your contribution to the world. Thank you for the support. Really appreciate it.